0: Thank you very much for coming tonight. It's not the perfect week of the year I think, during the holidays, but I'm very happy to see a reasonable crowd here. Um, just short introduction. So my name is Eric Furley, and I'm an associate professor at the University of Miami School of Architecture. I'm a German-French national and uh, have been uh, studying architecture at the LSE Cities program here a um, uh, far too long time ago. And Afterwards, had some work experience as a designer uh, in Paris and in London, happy to see uh, one of my former colleagues from uh, John McGastin's office, and uh, then wrote a couple of books, and then was offered essentially a teaching position at the University of Miami in 2011, and I currently spent uh, a sabbatical year in Paris, and that made it much easier to organize this event at a couple of others. Um, I have to, we are a little bit understaffed, so I have to do the marketing myself also for, for the book. This event is not directly linked to it, but somehow coming out of it. So, um, you know, we, we're going to have the opportunity for whoever's interested to buy it as a discounted uh, price at the end of the event. Uh, just two words, I want to make this very short. It's very straightforward. It's essentially 12 uh, in depth interviews with uh, urban designers from the US, uh, predominantly Europe and also two from China. Um, uh, and you know, uh, added to each interview of around 10,000 words, not signs, but words, per interview are project descriptions, which are trying to explain the change of, of urban design paradigms over time. So one example, you know, for example, one interview was with Albert Schnell Jr. in Frankfurt, who unfortunately is uh, deceased since you know we did the interview, but you know the topic was you know the power balance between public and private sector in city making. So uh, we spoke about this, and then through the projects we're analyzing from the first ones where the public sectors tended to be very strong to the last ones where the relationship is very different. So the idea really here was to. Um, Talk about uh, the, the change in, in city making. It's not a very original uh, topic as such, but you know what I realized through my research is that in many cases, you know, what we read comes from journalists, it comes from politicians, maybe developers or intellectuals, but not so much from practicing urban designers. And these are the people who uh, might not always be the most powerful in the. You know, uh, process of city making, but they know the process very well, they know what can go wrong, and they know what uh, um, role design plays in, in this uh, uh, um, construct. So I thought it would be worthwhile to just uh, do this. And uh, there's somehow an element, even though such, uh, each of these interviews is in a dialogue format, uh, the whole idea is also to show a pluralism of opinions, like a round table discussion, because you can imagine, even though each interview uh, focuses on a different topic. If you're talking about the change, you know, it's essentially always the same topics uh, are popping up again and again, and so we can compare what are the different points of view, which I think is, is very important to, to understand. Um, so so much about, about the book itself. The event today is somehow going into more detail for one of the topics that we talked about, which is more the political aspect, uh, the economic aspect, uh, and you know, again, a, a topic which is not particularly original. I'm you know, currently spending this year in Paris. You have heard about the Yellow West uh, uh, movement. And you know, I have a Le Monde subscription. And I think every day I have probably at least five uh, of those articles, which are trying to understand why uh, we tend to go politically more into extremes, why we have you know, a lack of confidence in our elites, in our uh, elected representatives. So there's not so much that I and maybe even you know, our panel members could add to this in terms of political scientists, but I think what we can do is trying to take on our responsibility for people who are working on kind of the backdrop of this kind of political discussion. Because you know, each of us, you know, we are experiencing you know, our lives mainly through the built environment and you know, through the, the way that the city changes, uh, processes are being made, how we can participate, So um, I saw that for tonight it might be a good idea to have different panel members, in this case as well interdisciplinary, because we don't only have urban designers as we have in this book, but we have as well invited um, a developer in order to have uh, some insights through their um, experience. It's really kind of saying, rather than trying to understand um, how politics can turn into city making, it's more like, how can city making maybe inform you know, our relationship to politics? And maybe we already can find some solutions in city making that on the national debate seem to go a little bit wrong uh, at, at the moment. So that's at least the theory behind it. Uh, mm. So let's see how, how, how that goes. Um, my apologies. You know, I see that you know, we have some uh, men being disguised as women tonight. Uh, but I've, in general, I had this impression that. All of women had left London during this holiday week. I tried at least half of a dozen ladies to join our panel to have a feminine voice, and somehow uh, it just didn't, didn't work out. So we find ourselves with this uh, voice up, but uh, I hope that uh, still, it's still going to be interesting. I'm pretty sure it will. Um, so let me just now go over to our panel members. I might start with uh, Dennis Pipers, who had the longest way to join us. From Boston. He's a native uh, South African who uh, left the country uh, I think during uh, the beginning of his studies and went to the University of Toronto for an architecture degree and then afterwards continued with um, urban design degree at the GST in Harvard. Um, uh, Dennis uh, then quite unusually you know very early on found his perfect employer Uh, in which he is now a partner of, working at Sasaki Associates already, you know, a couple of years, I think, after uh, graduation, Uh, a multidisciplinary company being based in Watertown, close to Cambridge, which was founded by Hideo Sasaki, I think a landscape architect who as well taught uh, at Harvard, and, you know, founded a company which was generally interdisciplinary at a very early stage in time, because I think today each company is trying to do it. So um, in his career, Dennis, I think, had the, the chance and the merit to uh, lead design teams, which have amassed, I think, about 70 uh, national and international awards. And he is still teaching uh, regularly, I think, in the executive program at the GSD and also um, in studio work. Um, the second uh, panel member is uh, Richard Meyer, who is a developer much younger than what I expected, after reading the CD, frustrating almost. So um, he is here at the right uh, moment in time, because he just founded his new uh, company, which is a socially responsible development company called Stories. And um, he uh, previously uh, worked, I think, for about 15 years for uh, the developer Argent, which I think is You're not that young. Very <laughs> 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 Thank you. And, you uh, <laughs> I think spent a lot of time um, uh, on the King's Cross project, and I guess most people know much better than, than I would do, and also more recently on the Grand Cross South development by uh, Argent as well. I think he's a trained uh, building surveyor. I'm an well, engineer really, but chartered, <laughs> chartered, I am a planning <laughs> developer, so right, technically. Right, as well. okay, okay. I, I was so told I had to get a professional qualification really when, I was, uh, when um, I was employed, otherwise I'd get, I'd get, you know, in case I got sacked, I need to be able to get another job. Right. And they said, this is the only one you can do, so you need to go and do that one. So, okay. so now you're only a self-employed. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Richard was as well, I think, the, the chair of the residential council of the ULI, and mm-hmm. it's one of the vice chairs of ULI UK. Um, the last uh, panel member Chris Cho is one of the co-hosts uh, working for uh, Acom and heading the uh, Global City Practice, I think that's the Good official job. word, he is a native uh, New Yorker, um, who um, has as well studied architecture, worked for several years mm-hmm. in China, and then I think came to Edo uh, before they were bought by AECOM to, to work for this group. He is um, the global trustee, one of the global trustees of uh, the ULI, and he's currently the, which we'll probably yes, as well some of you know and I do, the uh, chair of uh, ULI UK. Sure. So uh, thank you very much for coming, and um, I think we should start.